0: and welcome to the Record Celtic podcast. My name is Daniel Carr and in this week's episode I was joined by Fraser Wilson and Liam Bryce. We look back on a devastating night for Celtic's European ambitions after the 4-0 thrashing at home to Bayer Leverkusen, what it means for the manager and where they go from here. It's it's lovely, lovely to see you both. Um, Let's get down to business. The only place to start is I think Parkhead, where Celtic last night were royally thrashed by uh, by a leverkusen. Um Fraser, I might start with yourself. Um I actually thought Celtic kicked off the game really well. I thought they had a couple of chances, could have easily been ahead. Kyobo looked really bright,
1: but as soon as they conceded they just they just seemed to fold. It was the most ridiculous opening to a game I think I've I've seen ever, maybe. I mean Joe Hartz made a save after ten seconds, I counted fifty eight seconds in he's picking the ball out his neck. Net, thankfully it was offside, and yet one minute later, Celtic gave it two attempts and goal. That's what I set the tone for the whole game, wasn't it? It was just it was crazy, but it sort of encapsulated everything that Celtic are right now in 90 minutes. You know, they create, I think they had 18 attempts and goal. Doc Yogo looked brilliant coming back in for the cold, his movement, his pace, just lacking that finishing touch. Of it, they could have scored four goals themselves, he could have had a hat trick, but usually the big. Big problem. Everyone knows that. It. It's it's at the back. They're wide open against a team like Bayer Leverkusen. It just spells trouble. Four 0 Could have been eight <laughs> six.
0: Liam oh, Fraser sums it up perfectly. Obviously, you can see what Ange Postecoglou was trying to do going forward. You know, you can see with Abada, Kyogo, and I thought particularly Jota last night was really good. Looks like a, you know a really skillful player. But at the back, it's. I don't even know what the tactics are. They just can't defend.
2: Yeah, I <laughs> know. It's as I say, it's, it's chaotic, and I think it's it's what you're going to get with Celtic. Ange Postacoglu is obviously saying that he's you know he's he's going to stick to this way of playing, um, and you know that's just that's what he does. Uh, but as you say, it's like it's at the back where they're you know they're, they are toiling. Um, but it's I think you know in football there's you know there's trade offs if you're gonna go um sort of all out attack in that way um then you are gonna leave unless you're a top a top side which obviously Celtic aren't you know you are gonna leave yourself vulnerable. Um and especially when you're playing against you know I don't think there's any two ways about it, you're playing against superior opposition. Um and you know you've got <laughs> obviously you know you've got so many attacking players in the team you know it's it's, it's admirable in a way you know from from postocoglu he wants this exciting brand of football i was listening to what he was saying he said he's not going to compromise on it he wants to build um a team that can go toe-to-toe with these sorts of clubs but it's just until you know he sort of needs you know more players in um one of his own kind of signs uh to put a bit more of his stamp on it but I think you know it, it's depending on how you look at it. You could say it's either it's brave or is it a wee bit naive trying to take on teams like Bayer Leverkusen in the way that they did. But I mean, it's you know it's it never never fails for excitement. You can say that much. We already me
1: mentioned it there it's naive, right? It's, I, I'm all for exciting attacking football, great, but but it's naive. If, if, there's got to be you've got to have two or three ways of playing the game. You're, you're going in against a, a club who's flying in the Bundesliga, who will fancy themselves to win this Europa League. They, they'll fancy themselves to go the whole hog. Quite rightly, they've arguably got the best young talent in German football right now. To, sort of, just to play the way they are, out from the back, with the players they've got, it's it's old saying, know your players. I just I, honest, I, I could imagine Celtic fans jumping behind their couch after a minute last night. and They were under so much pressure in the first 60 seconds. So you could just see the way it's going. It's um, I I think you said you had the nail on the head there, Liam. It's naive, and to think two years ago Celtic, Celtic, well, Celtic were beating Lazio home and away just two years ago. But to go in now with these tactics, sixty thousand paying punters hoping for a result to kickstart their campaign, I just thought it was a bit of an own goal to be so open.
2: Yeah, I think you know, people kind of um, I've been saying that. You know, it was it was individual mistakes that, that cost that cost Celtic that cost them the certainly the first the first two goals anyway. But I would argue that you know those mistakes came as a result of the the system that they're playing. Especially, you know, the second one is the obvious one. Um, you know, it's the we've seen by now that a kind of a sort of trademark of this these tactics are that Ange who asks his full-backs to come in and uh, overload in midfield, but. I think you know you're kind of. It's not. I mean, I'm not. I'm not disrespecting the type that guys like Anthony Ralston, but you're kind of asking guys like him to come in midfield where he's clearly, you know, he's not comfortable playing in those those areas. You know, I, I've seen plenty of times during that first half where he comes in and he gets the ball, but he's not. You know, he's a fullback. He's he's not got that comfortability on the ball to turn and you know, progress it forward as that as that extra man in midfield. A lot of the time he was getting the ball when uh, he's back to Leverkusen's goal and he was maybe just popping it back off to another centre-back and or, you know, out wide to the opposite full-back. Um, so it's, it's kind of square pegs and round holes in that sense. And I think, you know, you could point to the individual's mistakes, but I do believe they were uh, a product of the system that they're trying to play. Uh, but I mean, that's not to get you know completely down on it. I think you know, as Fraser said, you know, Celtic could have scored a good few goals themselves last night. I think you know, going forward, there's there's enough there. Um, to, I think still, you know, you, okay, they get battered in the end, but to give Ange Postecoglou the benefit of the doubt for now, because you know, everybody knew it was going to it was going to be you know a long process. Um, you, you can see what he's trying to do. They can you can see that they're trying to. Um, Well, they can trouble teams like Labour because, you know, they really should have scored more than one goal last night, I think. Um, If that's the, you know, the system that he wants to stick to, I think what my my one concern would be is, you know, he's talking about being able to go toe-to-toe with these teams. I think maybe my primary concern there would be, like, obviously he needs players in to be able to do that. But, you know, are Celtic going to be able to bring in players of the required quality? Mm. to go and you know i mean how many how many fullbacks in world football you know at a european level can play that inverted role you know pep guardiola was the guy that made it famous but he was doing it with the likes of david alaba you know one of the best players in the world um and that is my 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 concern you know i admire the wanting to make an impact in europe wanting to go and compete with these teams but it's obvious that he needs players to be able to do it and i do kind of worry that it's certainly, from a defensive point of view, if, can they can they attract the kind of, or bring in the kind of players that they need to do it? Because you know Celtic's recruitment over the past you know few years has been patchy, and I get that that's part of the rebuild, improving the recruitment as part of the rebuild. So you need to give them the, the opportunity to do that. Um, but I think that is that is one of my main concerns if, if that's the kind of long term approach.
0: I was uh, I was actually I was at the game last night and. Um... I couldn't stop laughing when this uh, this guy is punting in front of me. He may have indulged in a beer or two before the game, but um, as soon as it went two nil to an out at Leverkusen, he stood up and he screamed, uh, "We're trying to play, we trying to play champion football, well, lemonade squad." <laughs> and I was howling at that. But I actually think he's kind of hit the nail on the head a wee bit. That's that's kind of what Ange Postecoglou is trying to do. He's trying to play like Brazil, but he's not quite certainly at the back. Got the players. That's, uh,
1: that, that's what I was trying to touch on. I mean, you need to have another way of playing in these big games. Um, Full-backs as defenders, be hard to beat. Good old-fashioned defending your box, digging in. I mean, remember, I, I, I referred to the Lazio game a couple of, a couple of years ago and Celtic fans were celebrating the great saves for Fraser Foster. Great tackles, last-ditch tackles. That, that can be every bit as satisfying as going to win the game 4-3 i just think they need to find another way of playing rather than leaving themselves so wide open to to hidings on on their own park it's not good it's not a
2: good look for a club size the celtic yeah i mean i don't want to get as if i'm getting too down on what anj Postecoglou was trying to do because as, as i said before you can um see some promising signs in it especially as i said going forward and i think it can be it's obviously galling to take four-goal battering at home in Europe, regardless of who it is you're playing. Um, But I think, you know, I think it's an element of trying to remember, you know, Celtic have brought in this new manager. They knew, everybody knew that the squad was in a bit of a state at the start of the summer. So I think there's got to, and I I, I generally think there is across the support still, um, the willingness to give them time to get it right. But I think it's, and he even said it himself, he could take a few a few sore ones on the chin but I think what Celtic do need now above kind of all else is a bit more you know long-term vision I think when they brought Neil Lennon in after Brendan Rogers that was where view personally I thought and from what transpired from them that was with a view to winning 10 in a row I, I didn't see an awful lot about Celtic at that point that you know kind of pointed to where the club was going to go long term you know but there's always talk about restructuring and director of directors of football and all that, we didn't really... We're still not seeing an awful lot of progress on that front. Uh, so I think the the thing Celtic need to do is stick is stick with it. You know, there's a guy who's come in, he's set his stall out, this is how we're going to play. Um, and I think they've got to give him time to try and get it right. I think he deserves that.
0: Well, I mean, just on that, I want to get both your take on 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 that, the aspect of, of Ange and his, the, the kind of pressure that he's now under because you know but I mean personally you can see what he's trying to do you can see he's a good coach and I agree with you Liam that up to a point there's definitely been a lot of goodwill for him I I sensed last night in the stadium that switching a little bit I think Celtic fans now are starting to look at the manager and starting to say look whilst it's commendable you know as we've said it's naive and if you go I mean if Celtic go to Pataudra the weekend we know they've not won away since Valentine's Day which is crazy if they go to Putaudry and don't win, and potentially are seven, nine points behind Rangers the first week in October, I mean, this question to both of you. I mean, do you think that he is then under serious pressure for his job?
1: Well, um, three months in, there's, there's no way I think his job should be a threat. No, no way. Um, I, like Liam, I, I quite like. I, I certainly like the cut of his jib, the way he comes across. Maybe been getting a wee bit frosty with it with some questions recently. But I thought um, when he was referring to condescending questions last week and the weird nature of us calling leagues so early, I thought I, the pressure was starting to show. But away from that, I, I do like his philosophy the way he's setting up the Celtic team that Celtic supporters are renowned for demanding that sort of attacking style, he's got a hard month ahead of him, so I think now is the time that he needs to start delivering results, absolutely particularly on a domestic level, because Rangers are vulnerable right now, as we've seen Um, and to be honest, the the form teams of the Premiership right now Hearts, Hibbs and Motherwell, where Graham Alexander picked up the, the manager of the month so I'm kind of digressing there, but it's a massive month for Ange Postecoglou. Shouldn't his job shouldn't be under pressure? But as a manager of a stuttering old firm side, he is always under pressure.
0: To clarify, I don't, I, I don't think he should be under pressure either. I think he deserves much more time, obviously. But all I'm saying is, is that the Celtic have lost five games in their last eight. I mean, that's for, as you say, for, for any old firm manager, it, it, there becomes a point where. It becomes really bad if it, goes, if it goes sixty feet from nine on Sunday, especially against an Aberdeen team that that's struggling as well. I just I think you'd be under serious serious pressure then. Yeah, of I course.
1: i that's yeah. what I mean. he needs to start tightening everything up. Points, three points on a weekly basis in the Premiership and tightening these results in Europe. Uh, I think qualifying for the Europa League is beyond them now. But there's I mean, it's pretty hard to get knocked out of Europe this season, isn't it? That, that <laughs> third place that third place comes with a yet yeah, another safety net at the Conference League and then probably after that he'd drop in the Eurovision Song Contest. So, domestically has to be the priority and they need to start delivering big results starting at Petaudry on Sunday. And by the way, I-, I was at the Aberdeen game in Paisley last week. P- potentially one team is defending even worse than Celtic right now. So, Kyogo Furihashi must be licking his lips at the prospect to face that Don's defence.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, Fraser's right, I, you know, you can be under pressure without necessarily having your head on the chopping block just yet um
1: yeah
0: it's
2: it's not been it's not been good enough and i think i don't think he's he's trying to shy away from that poster you know he's you know he was he was talking the other day um about finding some of the questions that have been put to him about condescending but he's also you know uh he's also said you know like it's not that i don't understand what happens if I don't get results. I, you know, he's he's fully aware that that you know results need to come as well. I think it's just it's a it's an interesting clash, and in that Celtic do need a long term solution. They need to build something long term for the future. But Postacogo is doing that in the you know the Scottish football uh, Glasgow environment where traditionally you've just never you've just never had that. So it's it's do Celtic accept perhaps a bit of short-term pain um, in the hope that, you know, long-term, it comes good with Postacoglia. And I think he's, he's you know, that there are, you know, promising signs that it could come good in the, the long-term. I think, again, you know, some of the football they've played has been exceptional at times, but then, as you say, it's been equally as calamitous at the other end. Uh, and he's still very early into the rebuild but I mean at, at the same time it's you know I don't want to sound am contradicting myself but it is it's, <laughs> he needs to get you know results and I think this, this game on Sunday is a big one he really does need to win that I think there's got to be um, an element of giving him pa- patience and time to implement what he's he, as he wants to do but at the same time it can't come entirely at the expense of getting good results you know it's it's still a club where you're expected to win every single week, and as I said, it's a it's an interesting clash. I think
0: one of the one of the interesting sort of side shows of last night's game, I thought, was um, was Neil Lennon. As far as I know, his first return to Celtic Park since since leaving his manager, and just by coincidence, where you know where you know we were sat, he came by us before the game as he was going to the studio, and I was actually a bit worried that he would get a lot of stick from Celtic fans. But he actually got quite a warm Round of applause and quite a warm welcome, which I, th- I personally think he you know he deserves. Um, but I wanted to get your take on some of his comments. You know, he he made the point um, on TV that you know, for instance, when David Turnbull makes that mistake for I think it was the first goal, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, he can't imagine anyone within that squad at halftime pulling him out, and he was saying, "I know that's old school, but it's still you know still valid." I mean, do you think that is valid? Do you think Celtic lack leaders? Or the, or the
1: type of leader that's needed I, I didn't hear any of comments but it's interesting because sort of along similar lines I love Callum McGregor as a footballer I'm not convinced he's captain material I, I've mm. thought ever since he got the Scotland band against Kazakhstan a couple of years ago lovely wee footballer I don't know if he needs the responsibility of exactly what you're explaining I mean the one guy in that team I think who does have it in spades is Joe Hart would you want your goalkeeper being that guy but I think, I think he, I mean, it's basically it's cost Joe Hart the first goal last night. So I'd like to think Joe Hart would dig out David Turnbull for that. It was most, it was a total bizarre, bizarre mistake. Was really he changed his mind at the final moment. He, he was going to do the, the proper thing and just put the ball out of the park. And it was as if he saw a wee glimmer of opportunity to maybe do something else and trip over himself. But um, aye, it didn't help. So I, I suppose Lennon could have a point there. You've lost your Scott Browns. Um, I don't know if they actually had that many leaders last season ever. So maybe there is a sort of. A theme there. Um, Joe Hart would be the one for me that would be leading in the, in the changing room. Mm-hmm.
0: What do you think, Liam? At Celtic, is that a major problem for them on the pitch?
2: Um, oh, I don't know. I mean, I think without actually being in and around the dressing room, sometimes it's hard to. It's a hard thing to quantify, you know, and, it, and it's a. You know, an easy criticism to make. I mean, you look, uh, they've certainly got, I think, uh, Callum McGregor, you know, he's, he's obviously would be a different captain from Scott Brown, I think, um, you know, Scott Brown had that real you know, sort of presence and aura about him. I think Callum McGregor, um, he seems to be more the type, I mean, again, I've never been in the Celtic dressing, so I don't know, but he's one of those guys who seems to his example as leading by what he does on the pitch, how he performs, standards, um, doing the right things all the time, uh, rather than being, you know, a completely vocal, you know, a, a old school captain, if you like. Um, but I mean, I think you'd, you'd imagine Joe Hart would bring that kind of, um, you know, maturity and experience. Uh, and it's just, I don't know, there, you know, there, there are different uh, uh, different types of leaders. Um, you know, you, you look you look across the city at Rangers and you know James Tavernier captained Rangers to the title last season but I don't think anybody would maybe you know categorize him as your you know your traditional captain um so again different types different types of leaders and you know obviously Turnbull would have got a bit of stick for that but I mean that you saw the boys reaction I don't think it was it um I don't think he really needed told he knew he'd, he'd made a mess of it
1: no. I feel like I've done Callum McGregor a bit of disservice, actually, because I'm 100% with you in that. Liam, captain's lead by example, first and foremost, and nobody does that more at Celtic than McGregor with his performances for the last, since he's about five year old or something. Um, and he made a really interesting point after the game when, when he was talking about the style that Celtic are playing right now and how it takes every single player to be absolutely on point. If one guy puts a foot wrong, then the whole thing can collapse against sides of the, the quality of Bayer-Leverkusen. And again, I think that's why this style against a team of that quality is wrong. Because, let, let's face it, Celtic haven't at that level yet. So if one guy was turnable last night and then Ralston, and then fourth goal was at Ralston again, caught away apart. As soon as one thing breaks down, these teams are all over you. And uh, you're lightly, you can see the goal. But yeah, Callum McGregor, in terms of... Captain say leading by example is, is the right man for it. I just mean vocally, maybe he's not the best when thing when, when the team are needing dug out a wee bit to, to be the traditional oh. captain. Mm-hmm.
0: Just to round up the the chat overall about last night, I've got this little pet hate or a bugbear right now about the Celtic team, in the sense that Karl Star felt right. I know he's cost a bit of money, he's came in and I think it's fair to say, you know, without being you know denigrating that he's not quite lived up to the, you know, expectations. But he seems to get so much more stick than those around him. I mean, last night, he was no worse than anyone else. He seemed to me to be on the ball a lot and looking for other options but that weren't there, and he, he would give it to Carter Vickers. Um, and he was getting so much stick. And I, I don't think he deserves it. I mean, Stephen Welsh was on the bench last night, and, you know, talking to friends. A lot of friends would have Welsh in over him. Personally, I would give Starfelt a bit more time. But I mean, what, what do you guys think? I mean, he just seems to be one of those players that Celtic fans just haven't really taken to.
2: Yeah, I think um, you, you maybe need to stick with him. You've paid a lot of money for him. And I, I agree, he's not, you know, he's not going to set um, the header light as such. Uh, but again, it's, it's guys like him are, you know, Adjusting to this system as well, um, you know, we've been asked, you know, to do a lot on the ball, uh, and again, the, we kind of coming back to it, like from discussion earlier, you know, they do leave themselves exposed, Celtic. Um, so I think, you know, it's, there is scope within that team for centre halves to to struggle to a certain extent. Um, I get what you mean, he, you know, he does it has taken a bit of stick. I think when you maybe sometimes at a football club, if you come in, you're new, you have, you know, a lot of money's been paid for, you can either go to one or two ways, you get a certain amount of leeway with supporters and it can go the other way, where, you know, the the spotlight is more on you than, you know, than um, perhaps, as you say, like a Stephen Welsh who's come through the academy. Um, so I think he's, again, Starfield looks like a player that's still adjusting. Um, he's had his bad moments as well. I think he's had good games too. Um, but whether he's he's going to be the long-term solution in that position, it's, I don't know. I think the jury's still out.
1: Uh, it has been a bit of a scapegoat, I think. Like Liam said, need to persevere with him. Absolutely does not look comfortable in the ball under pressure. Looks like he wants rid of it as soon as he possibly can. But again, is that his fault? What was what, he been used to with Ruben Kazan and, and his previous teams? At the end of the day, he was a Sweden international. He's, he's got decent pedigree. They saw something in him to bring him in, to spend decent money on him and bring him in. I, I think, I mean, it's a bit simplistic, but Scandinavian defenders tend to do decent in the Scottish League. Um, I think is definitely one that should be able to handle the climate or style of football in a defensive um, sense and is worth persevering with. But you're right, it does seem to have been given a bit of a hard time for the, the Celtic supporters.
0: Just finally in Celtic, um, I want to put you both on the spot. I'm sure you'll be delighted. But will they go to Putaudry and win at the weekend?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, yes. you're, 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 <laughs> I'm not <laughs> at predictions. Uh, <laughs> I've been a for about six years, so um, join the club. I think I think it could be a high-scoring. It could be a three-two, maybe. But I think the the importance of the result, of oh, sorry, the importance of needing the result, makes me think that um, that they might, and Aberdeen have problems of their own. Um, I think they might go there and uh, win a high-scoring game.
1: But no, yeah. i said that well Ah, <laughs> Yeah, it was a nearest fence. Um I I can't remember last time Aberdeen lost uh, Aberdeen beat Celtic at Pedodre, sorry. Um whoever defends, whoever can actually defend may uh, find a defensive line on Sunday is it Well, victors mean, I think I think Celtic will finally finally well I think Celtic will win on Sunday somehow I don't know how they'll do it maybe high scoring maybe a scrappy 1-0 The push comes to shove avoiding that fence um, I think Celtic will get the three points
0: For the record I agree with you I think the importance I think Celtic will find a way I don't think they'll keep a clean sheet but I think they'll find a way and I think they'll, they'll get over the on uh, on Sunday and I think they have to Thanks very much for listening you can get in touch on Facebook Twitter and Instagram we'll be back next week Cheers